Baseball family, this week we're going to talk about Mexico City, the anemic New York Yankees offense, and emoji tears right now. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Welcome back, baseball family. We are super excited that you're here. Uh, Brad is home. He's back. He's back. He's got his green screen. And I that's landed how you like, know he's back. like an hour ago. <laughs> yeah, I still haven't landed yet. So oh, you there just you let go. me know how that goes. Okay, I'll keep you updated. <laughs> Baseball family, we're really excited that you're here with us. We're excited to talk about a bunch of stuff. And especially for our version of power rankings, this uh, as April has come to a conclusion. And here we are in May. But first, we have to talk about Mexico City because... As we predicted, it was a launch pad, and it was a <laughs> blast to watch. So, first of all, in case you weren't uh, paying attention, there were 11 home runs just in game one alone. 11. And Xander Bogarts has become the first player in Major League Baseball history to homer in four different countries. Did you know oh, that? Oh, wow. I didn't know that, but that makes sense. That's fascinating. Canada. The United States, England, and Mexico. Mexico. Yeah. Awesome. That's cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. They drew over 38,000 fans. That's that's pretty solid. That's total between the two games? I think so. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't see how big that stadium is, but that's that's a pretty good draw over the course of two days. For for two days, people are traveling in and... Yeah. Yeah. No, I there thought that are, was good. There are several big league teams that won't do that in a weekend. So, yep. In their home That parks. is exactly right. So, we're pretty excited to see. I wonder, Brad, with the success of this Mexico City series, do you think we'll see a major league expansion into Mexico? Hmm, that's fascinating. Cuz I I hadn't been I haven't been thinking about it lately, but I think that the idea of a team in Mexico has been thrown around in the past, right? Mm-hmm. It has mm-hmm. kind of been toyed around. And and I kind of looked at it as the way like the NFL looks at London as mm-hmm. like, you know, we would love to have a team there someday, but right now logistically it just doesn't really work out. But you've got Tijuana is pretty darn easy to get to, right? And that's oh, another yeah. Western team. Um I don't know how hard mm-hmm. it is to get to Mexico City. Could you imagine putting a team in Cancun? <laughs> Oh, no. That would be my new team, Greg. <laughs> yeah, it would be my new team. I got to go to a game. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I've th- because of the success of the series, it's got me wondering. We have been stuck in the United States with our mindset about expansion. We know expansion's happening. We know it's coming. And we've we kept talking about, you know, Vegas and Nashville and the, you know, Charlotte area and things like that. Mm-hmm. But until this weekend, I don't know why I have had this narrow minded view I've seen now. And I think there's room to discuss a team in Mexico. And I have, well, I mean, I'm there's a professional, there's a Mexico, pro- Mexican professional league. So, exactly. you know, the fans like it. It they would be a completely it. different experience, you know, that Major League Baseball would have to like have some measures in place as far yeah. as stadium security goes because there's some, it's kind of the Wild West a little bit. Um, yeah, but no, it would be really interesting to see a team in Mexico. I don't know necessarily if logistically it would work out right now, um, but I mean, they've 
they've done a lot with Mexico over, over the last couple decades, even because yeah. I think it was the Dodgers and the Padres played an exhibition exhibition game in Tijuana, I believe. A, a couple I think times so. there were some exhibition games played in Mexico City. We know that, yeah, and I think that that cool. last time around in 2017 they hosted some World Baseball Classic games in Mexico City, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember, but that but, sounds right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. Um, but likely, I don't know, but just interesting. Sure. A, a fascinating topic of discussion. Yeah, I thought it would be. Uh, the Astros and the Rockies will face off the next time Major League Baseball plays uh, regular season games in Mexico City. We don't yet know when that will be. It has not yet been announced, but that is the those are the teams that have been selected. Um, as MLB continues its world tour, the next one up is June 24 and 25. That's where the Cubs will play the Cardinals. That's in London. So we're excited about that. That will be exciting. A couple Should of good teams good. to send over there. I like that they send the rivalries over there. To, Me too. It, it makes sense to do that. Whereas like the NFL does it in such a bad way where it's like, let's send the worst teams over to London just to give them right. a little taste. <laughs> no. No. Like the Cubs and Cards might not be the best teams in the league, but that's a good rivalry. They'll get a taste of it. I agree. So, yeah, I think it'll be a be lot good. of fun. All right, let's move on. Jacob DeGrom is now on the 15-day injured list. He says he's um, disappointed. I think in himself, maybe, in his body, whatever. Um, I wonder how far that extends, that sort of culpability in his mind to encompass maybe the staff, or some of the strength and conditioning people. I don't know. All we know is he says he is disappointed to be on the IL. And can you blame the guy? It's incredible. So he started out as forearm tightness. Now they're saying it's elbow inflammation. Um, Which I don't think is much better. Because I, no. if you have inflammation, something's going on. Something's wrong in there. Yeah. So if I'm the, if I'm the Rangers, I would probably be a little bit concerned because he has Tommy has had Tommy John before and used right. to I remember they would talk about Tommy John it's like once you've had it you're good well no guys are having it twice sometimes thrice, three times yeah yeah so ugh, I'd be a little worried if I'm the Rangers right now yeah the, that's how I feel too of Jacob DeGrom yeah um I saw a great TikTok I think it was on TikTok the other day at baseball family were on TikTok as well. It might've been on Instagram, but that's where we are too. But I saw another <laughs> content creator talk about the, it was this morning. He was talking about Jacob deGrom's last three seasons combined and the 32 starts that Jacob deGrom has put up in the last three seasons. And if you combine those stats and you put it all into one season, if without injuries, if that were possible, he would be far and away the greatest pitcher of the last like four generations. Yeah. And, and that's what we say, right? When he's healthy, he's the best pitcher we've seen for sure. But that's the issue is that he's rarely healthy that he missed half of last season. And we don't yeah. know how much time he's going to miss now. He's on the 15 day IL, but that could extend 30, 45 days. Cause it's not the 60 day IL. And if right. it's significant, they could move him to the 60 day IL. So, yep. You know, like, I don't know. It's, it's worrisome. I'd be, I really would be worried. It is. Uh, speaking of the Rangers, I have two segues here. The first is not on the lineup. Brad, I want to know 
Now that we've seen the Rangers City Connect uniforms on the field, do you have an, a, a different opinion, or is it maintained? Or I think they do look better. Like I feel like uh, so. So there's a couple things. First, I was watching the Rockies and Diamondbacks this weekend. And the Rockies went back to the green pants with their City Connect, and it oh. still doesn't look good. Still right. does not look good. However, I would say that the Rangers with the – turns out they're, those are like navy blue pants with the white jerseys. I, I couldn't I tell if they were black, black or navy. I thought they were too, but they looked navy on the screen Interesting. the other day. But it looked good. They're, the contrast is really sharp. I liked yeah. it a lot. Um, I still am not crazy about the mix of the fonts, but I understand where they're coming from with that. Um, couldn't tell – couldn't really see the Peagle much. So that is what it Thank is, goodness. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but overall, like I thought they looked pretty good on, on the field. So I'm, I'm okay with it. So my sort of in-between ambiguous opinion uh, before I saw them on the field shifted entirely to those are rocket fire. Like I yeah. am sold. Loving yeah. it entirely with the one caveat that the Peagle sucks. But other than that, <laughs> they are awesome, and the the contrasted pants look somehow worked wonders. I was yeah. shocked. Yeah, it's amazing that those colored pants look so much better on the field than they do in a picture. Because, like, I feel like a lot of times that those colored pants look like a travel ball team. Yeah, you know that because that's such like a like a let's be as loud and colorful and flamboyant as we can because that's the one we get we get to express ourselves on the field, and I'm fine with it. Like if you're a th- 11 12 year old kid who wants to make the loudest uniform you can find go for it agreed there's something to be said i don't want to say professionalism but the top level of baseball right and maybe that's what they're doing maybe they're trying to bring a little bit more of that like youth baseball feel to baseball to Mm. kind of help appeal to that i don't know but they do look a lot better on on the field if there's contrast the all green does not look good still though no 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 that's bad no i agree Let's stay in Arlington for a minute because the Texas Rangers annihilated the New York Yankees over the weekend. Like it was so bad. The out the Texas Rangers outscored the Yankees twenty four to eight over four games. Twenty four to eight, owing some of that to a fifteen run game. The Yankees gave up fifteen runs on Sunday. Yeah, that's pretty bad. As a Yankees fan, <laughs> I am disgusted. <laughs> you like, should be, honestly. I could not be more upset. I am having a really hard time keeping it in. And I, when I decide not to keep it in, I don't know how I'm going to contain it. It's going to be Just go up. for it, Brick. Just, Just go for explode it. Everywhere. No, Just I can't. <laughs> I don't have my sunglasses with me, and I'm not wearing black, although I there should be. <laughs> maybe i'll get in character if it happens again next week i'll do that same thing but here's how the scores went in arlington over the weekend the yankees they won one on friday five to two they dropped or oh, thursday sorry. uh thir- thursday they won four to two yeah you were right <laughs> friday the rangers won five to two saturday the rangers won two to zero and sunday the rangers won 15 to two nestor cortez took the bump on Sunday and had the worst outing he's had as a Yankee so far he, across four. Listen to this across four and two thirds innings. Nasty Nestor allowed seven runs and four walks in four and two thirds innings. So you look at that and it's the one that I always look at 
with pitchers is, okay, you gave up X number of runs. How many hits did you give up? He only gave up five hits on those seven runs. And that's when I'm like, you did this to yourself. Whoop, hit my mic. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, like this is on this is on you. This is not this is not a FIP thing, right? Fielding independent pitching, whatever. Like it's no. it's none of that. This is the pitcher making mistakes, not not having control, right? Not being yeah. able to to get outs and everything like that. Like five or seven runs on five hits, that is a bad bad deal for that yeah that's a bad deal whereas like yesterday marco gonzalez gave up gave up eight runs only i think only five were earned a couple errors right and errors happen right it's just it's just the nature of the game yeah but i don't think he walked very many guys it's just like the the blue jays were just hitting him and that happens sometimes because marco gonzalez if he's not pinpoint accurate he's gonna serve some up the way it goes such as life that's baseball right but man that's a rough outing for Nestor on sunday yeah it's bad uh for those of you wondering aaron judge continues to remain in the day-to-day category uh on he's not quite on the injured list but he is dealing still with that upper hip strain um he did what was that he He like went into third something like that. yeah he went into third he had an awkward slide we thought he was going to break his wrist is what it looked like honestly you're jammed it could have been um, way worse then. <laughs> yeah, but it luckily that wasn't it. But he did get up and was holding his wrist. <clears throat> that was before they went to Texas. But um, yeah. Anyway, he's he's still out. They're still trying to evaluate things. Uh, today is Monday. They're going to be looking at a, uh, another MRI today and reevaluating everything. I would be shocked if he doesn't end up on the ten day. Like I honestly, yeah, and if it's worse than that, be. I'm I wouldn't be shocked either. So we'll see, but so do you think? Uh, so do you think if Judge ends up like if they're like this is really bad and he ends up on like the 15 day, but they're like he's going to be out for an extended period of time? Do the like what kind of move do the Yankees make to make up for that? <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right, because like, that's tough. the problem. Because you've always, you've got Stanton who's hurt, he's now out and forever too. I was just going to say that, right? Yeah. Right, like, and you don't all have of the moves anymore. All of the moves you thought they would have done to to backfill against Stanton's injury, you know, are they even available anymore? You've called up all these young guys; they're not performing the way Stanton and Judge would have in combination. Um, we're putting all of our hopes and dreams into Anthony Volpe and Peraza, which are great, but we've also started kicking outfielders out. Right, I think Franchi Cordero got. I don't know whether he was optioned to AAA or if he was outright DFA'd. I can't remember now, but it's like the it's a publisher's clearinghouse going on in the outfield <laughs> at, at New York right now, and it should be because what they've got isn't working, and they need to scramble to or to build a, an effective lineup and with holes in the outfield. I I don't know what they're going to do. You cannot do it with the young guys that they've got up. And I'm not saying you can't in theory. I'm saying it's not working. So I'm getting really upset at Brian Cashman again because he has failed to put together a lineup that is resilient enough to maintain any sort of momentum in the face of injury, which you know is going to happen with Stanton and Judge. And I could not be more upset. We want to put our eggs in the basket with Volpe. That's fine. He's a terrific defender. He's going to get hot offensively. It's going to happen. Just let the kid mature. Everybody else needs to start pulling their weight or we need to get him out of there. Okay. All right. 
There you go. There's the answer. It's his fault. It's Cashman's (laughs) fault. It's all on him. It is Cashman's fault. It is Cashman's fault. Okay. Big time. Let's talk about Mad Bum. Thank you. Let's talk about Mad Bum. (laughs) (laughs) Mad Bum. I'm sorry we haven't talked about Mad Bum yet. Dude got DFA. I think I think we did at first. Like I think we talked about how they they DFA'd him. They designated okay. him for assignment. But there's been an update since then, though. He cleared waivers, and then they just like rather than sending him down to like AAA, they straight up they released him. Yeah, yeah they just he let is him. no longer in the Diamondbacks organization. Exactly. Which is, I don't I don't want to say funny. It's not funny, haha. But no, it's, it's funny. Like funny, I was talking to somebody a couple weeks ago, and he's he's kind of a casual Diamondbacks fan. He's like. I was like, you know, the Diamondbacks could be pretty good this year. I was like, they could finish around 500 and kind of be a pest to a lot of teams in the league. He's like, yeah, we got Madison Bumgarner. I was like, like no, he's washed. Yeah. It's like, I wouldn't be surprised if he's not around much longer. And then it was like a week later was when they DFA'd him. I was like, mm-hmm. there it is. And so, we go. and this is one of my questions for you, Brig, that I've been trying to figure out. I don't know why. And I don't know if it's just because I live down here in Phoenix or what, but like, should he go try to come out of the bullpen for a contender? Should he just go try to play somewhere? He's getting paid whether he plays or not. Or should he just go right off into the sunset and go do more rodeo? <laughs> Literally right off into the sunset. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's interesting. How old is he? I'll, I'll look that up. Okay. Because uh, that's you're a looking, great question. I don't know. I think that's relevant to the conversation. I think... I think he's 39 or 40. He is 33 years old. He's 33 years old. He just looks 38, 39, 40 years old. (laughs) Probably. He's probably aged a lot doing all that rodeo. (laughs) Okay. He's only He's a big dude, too, so that doesn't help. Yeah, he's a big dude. All right. Okay. Since he's only 33... I can see him being a bullpen piece, maybe a middle relief guy, not a, not necessarily a high leverage situation right now, but I want to see, it'd be interesting to see what he could do to support a contender team and have just, th- that already has a terrific bullpen because you need, he needs to be surrounded by a, a, a great staff and a great uh, lineup that, that can kind of pad and defend him right now while he's slumping and has the yips or whatever is going on. I think that if he wants to continue playing baseball, he needs to do it for a team that, that can cover for him a little bit. I, the Yankees have an amazing bullpen, and I think that could be an interesting landing spot. They don't necessarily need him. It would, it would help if he would pull his weight, but it's not going to happen. Um, I don't know. I could see him just quitting and doing rodeos too, but at that age, he's not yeah. going to bag it. He's going to step up somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. Like it's and it's really an interesting thing because I I wouldn't be surprised if he did. He's just like I'm done. You know, I've made my money. You know, I'm just gonna go live my life, whatever. But I yeah. I think if he get if he does go somewhere, it needs to be somewhere like you said. It's a really soft landing spot for him, where he has kind of a cushy bullpen role. Yeah, um, a team that has a really good offense, so he can come in four or five run lead. Right, right, or they're not high leverage. They're being yeah. blown out, and so you can eat some innings for for a team, mm-hmm. um, so they don't have to burn up their bullpen. Like that's that's the role I see him filling right now, rather mm-hmm. than coming in and being like a setup man, closer even, or definitely no. not a starter. I wouldn't bring him. Yeah, in no. starter. No. certainly not. So, 
I wouldn't put him in as a closer either, unless you're up 15 to two against the Yankees. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Got a nice big cushion, but then even you put in, did they put in a position player in that game? I don't know. Yeah. I don't even want to talk about it. Long turned off by then. <laughs> no, I didn't turn it off. I just wasn't watching. Um, anyway, Robbie Ray has decided he's not going to play baseball anymore either. Well, I don't think he made the decision. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Robbie Ray's out for the year because he has a forearm flexor tendon tear. Issue. Yeah, yeah, it's probably a tear. Uh, otherwise, yeah, so he wouldn't be out for the whole year. He was supposed to come back the middle of May was the thing. Yeah. So he made his first start. And he was all right, wasn't bad, but then afterwards they're like, "Oh, he has a flexor issue in his forearm." We're like, "Hmm, hmm. okay." And they're like, "He'll be back in the middle of May." And I was kind of like, "I hope so, because if not, there are some other issues there that need to be resolved." Yeah. And they have reared their ugly heads. And this is one thing. So as you were talking about the Yankees, I was, I was actually thinking about this part right here with Robbie Ray. So first off, I am no longer confident in my Mariners World Series pick at oh, this man. moment. At this, this moment, right now, I am not. I agree. And this is and this is one of the things is because the Mariners have two great starters down in Double A right now who are ready to come up, and they have not called either of them up. They've been filling in that spot because Chris Flexen came in and was pitching in Robbie Ray's spot for a while, but Chris Flexen has been absolutely horrendous, like. So bad as a starter, gave up 15 runs and two starts, blew away like a seven-run lead, like it was nobody's, like nothing was even going on. It's like so Flexen has not been good. So the Mariners have kind of filled in with a couple of guys, but this is this is one of the things that I was thinking about, is that it's driving me crazy that the Mariners have not called up either of these stud pitchers yet. But I'm thinking now that like like I said, I was thinking about this while you were talking. I was still listening. Don't worry. That. <laughs> The bats have been asleep for about two yeah. weeks now. Yeah. And I wonder if they're like, why would we waste these guys on a year where we can't produce any offense? Yesterday, they came back. They were down eight, eight to four. and came back and won the game against the Blue Jays. Won 10 to eight in extras. So I'm, I'm thinking that Jerry DePoto's thought process is probably offense proved to me, proved me now herewith that you can produce runs for these guys, for these young pitchers. If you can't, we're not going to bring them up and waste them. But prove to me that you can that you can score some runs. We'll bring them up for you, and we'll give you a shot every single game these guys come out. But until then, we're just going to kind of drag and drop and fill in these places as we can because the offense has not given us any reason to waste pitchers, waste young pitchers. So... I don't know. We'll see. If the Mariners have a good May, pretty weak schedule in May, then we could see Emerson Hancock come up, and uh, we've been waiting for him. So I don't know. But he he should be coming up and filling Robbie Ray's role, but it hasn't happened yet. It's really fascinating. Mm. Really interesting to watch. Fascinating, Brad. Quite. Indeed. Speaking of the Mariners, Brad, can we talk about their City Connect jerseys? Let's do it. Oh, yes. man, Brig. I want you to just run with this. This is your baby. Okay, this is so. I'm going to be honest with you. First off, I was nervous. I was really nervous um, about what they're going to come up with because I'd seen some concept stuff, and of course, concept stuff that like fans put together is always put online is leaked, right? Yeah. You're like, yeah. Oh, I hope not because that doesn't look good, <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know. And then finally, the jersey was leaked last week, but we didn't see a hat until this all dropped on 
on Friday. Um, and then my other thought with this is like, so first off, I love this. I was not so hot on the black pants to begin with, but they've really grown on me and I like it. I think it's going to look really good on the field. I do love Royal blue with black. I think it looks really sharp. looks really great. Um, so my only thing with it though, is that like Seattle needs to let go of the pilots. They were around for one year. The Mariners are not the second iteration of the pilots. They have nothing to do with that organization. The pilots are the Brewers. Let it go. I'm sorry. It's not your team. They're not your team anymore. The pilots are in Milwaukee. That is my only thing. I would have liked to have seen more steelhead stuff. However, that being said, the black pants do come from, that is a direct tribute to the steelheads, the black pants and the black bill on the hat which is absolutely amazing. I love it. The hat is outstanding with that blue crown and the and the yellow trident with the black bill looks great. Um let's look at let's look at the jersey itself, Brig. So, I have it here on Instagram. We're gonna, I'm just going to read this to you real quick. So, the jersey font, so see so it says Seattle Seattle stitch across the chest of the rush blue. That's what we're calling this blue. They're calling it rush blue. The lettering style is evocative of the Seattle Pilots. Like I said, you can see that pretty clearly too. Like that definitely looks like a Seattle Pilots jersey. Um, but they have a one little detail on here is you can see a drop shadow on Seattle mm-hmm. there and on the numbers and everything. It's not on the names, but it's definitely on the numbers. It says, um, is a similar drop shadow used in the 1955 Pacific Coast League champion Rainiers. A mm. nice little tip of the cap very subtle to the rainiers um and they have piping down the sides of the legs um that's a it says that's a fresh take on the piping used by the pilots and the mariners it's yellow with like a blue strap down the middle and then you can see here in the bottom right hand corner of the screen there's that it says pnw for those of you who don't know that stands for pacific north northwest and there's a mountain on there Initially, I thought that was Mount St. Helens. I was like, interesting they didn't include Mount Rainier, but Mount St. Helens is my mountain. So I was like, cool. I like Not it. Sad. Because it is, it's Mount Rainier. I thought it was too flat to be Mount Rainier. But that's just the Northwest kid me looking at. So it, it's Mount Rainier, apparently. <laughs> um, the other thing you'll see up at the top right-hand corner, you've got Soto Mojo. So Soto is the neighborhood that the Mariners play in. That's where the that's where T-Mobile Park is, and that is short for South of the Dome. And so Mojo, obviously magic. So Soto Mojo is what they were calling everything in 2001 when the Mariners won 116 games. It's like more of that Soto Mojo, that Soto Mojo. So that is a big call to that. And it has crossed tridents. There is a lot more to those crossed tridents than just the fact that they're tridents. So um says the two gold gold tridents point skyward forming W's. The first W represents the state of Washington. It's the first W that's ever been used with the Mariners to represent the state of Washington. And the other is for wins, which I think is funny because haven't been that many in the history of the <laughs> franchise. <laughs> but apparently I didn't know this. They light up a W on the T-Mobile Park roof after every win. I had no I idea. I saw that. I didn't know no that either. clue. No clue. Then down by the jock tag, you can see that on the same part of the picture over there, is my oh my, and that's Dave Niehaus's signature call, because you can't have anything Mariners without having my oh my, because that's just, it's so ingrained into the culture of the Seattle Mariners. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I assumed there would either be my oh my or something to do with a grand salami. Right. One of those two. I I thought there I figured there would be a Dave Niehaus nod in there somewhere, and that's the one right there. But um, those stirrups are sick. The blue with the yellow candy stripes and the trident on the side. I love that so much. Like I said, the black pants looks good against the blue. I think it looks really sharp. Um, I like the throwback color. I like that it's a, it feels a little bit darker than the old Mariner's blue, which is what I've been saying. Is like, just get that old blue and get a little bit darker. It'll look really good with that yellow. I think it looks sharp. I think it all the colors pop. looks awesome. What do you think of it, Brig? <clears throat> um, <laughs> like you, I was not <laughs> sure when I saw the black pants. Unlike you, I need to see it on the field before I will decide all the way because right now I am not sold on the black pants. I looked at this. I sat and looked at this picture a lot. I was at my nephew's. My nephew was doing a musical at at his school uh, Friday morning, like when this dropped. And I yeah. sat looking at this picture, like ah, those black pants, those black pants, and they grew on me. They really did. Yeah, I think they'll grow on me too when I see them on the field. The socks are amazing. The jersey, that darker royal, is fabulous. That you're right. That needed to be darkened up. Um, I think that the break between the royal blue and the black pants, you know, breaking it up with the bright yellow belt is helping for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I I I really hate the visor being black. Oh, see, I, I know, love it. I love I know it. You I, do. I have a hat that's reversed. It's a black crown of the blue visor and it yeah. has a has a blue trident on it yeah i know i've seen it i think it's great i'm really happy for you i'm not sold on mixing blue and black i want to see it on the field hopefully i'm converted the, but that yellow they've chosen and the intensity of it with some of the shading is fantastic so mm -hmm. all in all i'd, I'd give it i give it like a three you know no <laughs> <laughs> No, it's a solid <laughs> six to seven for me. I just got to see it on the field. That's all. And see, like I, I would give it, I give it an eight and a half. Yeah. If they, if they just went with, and I think that they can, they can wear this with white pants, and it'll look really, really good. Oh, dude! And I think white at some point they probably will uh, wear white it with pants white would pants. Be amazing. Yeah, yeah, I think if they gave it the white pants, I think it would be a ten. Honestly, like I said, I was so nervous. I was nervous that they were going to go too deep with the pilots. Yeah, and they weren't going to do anything with the steelheads, and it was just going to be like all like that same font that's across Seattle. And I saw, I saw concept art on like Wednesday, and they had that jersey because it had been leaked. But somebody had like it was like a. It was like the S, but it's in the same font as the pilot's P with like little things coming off the side. It was like a it was like a minimalistic compass rose. And I was like, that looks awful. That looks absolutely terrible. I was like, that better not be the hat because it looked so bad. Yeah. But this hat that they have is awesome. The I, trident gonna, is fabulous. I'm gonna get one as soon as it's on Fanatics. It's I've on there decided. now, isn't it? It hasn't been all weekend. It's on I'll New Era check. Cap right now. It is, and it's also on MLB shop, but it's not on Fanatics. Okay. So yeah, tell them about fanatics. Tell things. the baseball family why we are waiting for fanatics. So you can shop in fanatics while supporting the show. We are an affiliate partner with fanatics. So you can head over there and get your gear for the season. I have my D back shirt. Got that off fanatics. Brig, you got your hat and stuff at the stadium, but you can get those over yeah. in fanatics, I believe as well. So sure. head over there get yourself something nice for the stadium or for the, for the season to wear at the stadium. And uh, you can support the show as well because we get a little bit of that pie without any cost, extra cost 
to you with that baseball family. We will take a quick break and we come back. We will share our emoji tears. Welcome back, baseball family. So it is the beginning of the month, which means that it's the end of the previous month, which means we're going to go through our emoji tears. For those of you new to the show, these are our version. This is our version of power rankings. Um, instead of going through one through 30, we just put them into tiers. We have our top three and our bottom three. Top three is a diamond tier. The bottom three, that is our poop tier. I feel like those are pretty self-explanatory. And then in between, we have eight in each tier. We have we have our heart. Those are the teams we love. We have our question mark tier is the middle because we're not too sure about those teams. And then below that, in between the question mark and the poop, we have thumbs down, which also I feel like is pretty self-explanatory. So let's get into it. Here we go. Emoji tears. I'm going to start us off, it looks like. So my diamond tier, I have the Rays, the Braves, and the Orioles. I'm going to justify the Orioles a little bit here. So you're going to need to. Yeah. So I, I feel <laughs> like this is the thing is like, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's tough because honestly, I thought about, I considered putting the pirates here just so they could be there for a month. Yeah. You know, because they had an outstanding April, absolutely unreal April. Oh yeah. And that's what, and that's what I'm doing. I'm doing this based on how they performed in April, not necessarily how they're going to go forward i feel like the orioles probably won't be the one of the top three teams in the in the league come may 31st but right now i feel like they are they're beating teams they're supposed to they're playing really really well together they're running on everybody right like we talked about they continue to run yeah and that's what it's going to come down to that's what's really going to get them to have sustained success is the ability to steal bases and get into scoring position without putting the ball in play and I think that's going to be a big difference maker between them and the rest of the tough top competition in the league. So Rays, Braves, and Orioles. Nice. Who do you have, Brig? So I'm going to put the uh, Rays and Braves, duh. I think that's totally self-explanatory. But I'm going to put the Brewers as my number third in the diamond um, because Christian Yelich is starting to move down a little bit, but he's getting backed up. So, I don't know. I feel like it's okay, he, especially their pitching. Their pitching is fabulous up in Milwaukee, and I want. Yeah, to that's like their calling card, right? Their pitching. Yeah, yeah. I just think that having one guy like Christian Yelich kind of trend into this. I wouldn't say it's a full blown skid. Um, I mean he's slugging at three forty, which is not great. His batting average is at two twenty three, which is fine. It's not great, but it's fine. Um, the problem is he's striking out like 30% of the time. That's bad. That's the real problem with Christian Yelich, but everybody else is doing fine. And, uh, now that I'm talking myself through this, maybe I should not have included the Brewers in the diamond. (laughs) (laughs) I probably should have included the pirates because they deserve to be here after the, after the April that they had, they really did. Yeah. They had an amazing April. Yeah. Now I feel dumb. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the Brewers are a bad pick. They're like, not. Honestly, that pitching is is really really good. Top to bottom, top to bottom, they have outstanding pitching, and it's they what's do. mostly going to carry them. I, I think that's like. that's my justification, but okay. I don't know. We'll see how it goes at the end of the month. All right, yeah, let's go. Know. Are you ready to go to the heart tier? 
I'm I'm ready to move on past okay. my floundering mistakes here. <laughs> All right, my heart's here. I have the Rangers, Twins, Pirates, Blue Jays, Astros, Diamondbacks, Mets, Brewers. This is where I put the Brewers. Um, it hurts me to put the Rangers here, honestly. But like yeah. I said, I, I don't feel like I could have justified putting the Orioles in the Diamond and not putting the Rangers in the heart because I don't feel like the Rangers will be here at the end of the month. Come, we really? do this after may i don't think the rangers will be here um i don't think that they're i don't think it's sustainable and a lot of that is because i've seen what they're pitching what happens they're pitching and bats cool off yeah right so yeah, that's I a big agree. thing the astros if if we had done this a week ago the astros wouldn't have been here probably mm-hmm. maybe certainly not a week and a half ago they wouldn't have been here but uh they all there but they were borderline they were really borderline because they're a little bit of a question mark. Yeah. Right. So, I Oh, I like totally agree. Fits in there. Pretty self-explanatory. The pirates are borderline at the top though. They had such a yeah. great April. I'm still shocked, but, but I think we did talk about though, like with all that talent, it's weird that they're bad. Right. Didn't we say that before it, the season it, it started? Told, we've said that a million times. Yeah. Yeah. So we should have seen this coming with the pirates. Well, but if one guy changes, Andrew McCutcheon's the only thing that's different and suddenly they're great. I don't know. I don't I don't think we can say we should have seen it coming. I don't think that gives anybody uh, credit. Brig, a rudderless ship set adrift sets course with a rudder. Just saying. Wow. Spoken like a true pirate. Way to go, Blackjack right. Brad. Fantastic. <laughs> All right, here's go with your heart tier. My heart tier looks uh, a little bit like yours, but actually diverts in some really interesting places. The, I put the Orioles here. So this represents my power rankings 4 through 11, right? That's how we do this. And uh, the Orioles are number 4 for me, and the Pirates are number 5, just based on how April went. So if mm-hmm. you're wanting me to be more specific, there you go. You can have it. The Astros are number 11. Um, the Phillies are number <laughs> 10 in that list. So, But th- that's how I roll. Um I think that the Padres sort of got a bump being in Mexico. Um, I don't I don't hate putting them here in the heart category, but the Giants haven't been fabulous. So beating the pants off the Giants is not a big deal, even though it was in Mexico, like whatever, um, as far as their power rankings and season standings and stuff like that are concerned. I'm not, I wasn't like overly swayed by Mexico. But I think the Padres, just like you said about Pittsburgh, they have enough talent that they should not be having problems um and that's where it goes i also put the rangers here same reason you put the rangers here Um, if you can take the yankees and just wall up on them like they did i think that that deserves uh you know some some props and then nate evaldi just really was impressive (laughs) oh my god that dude he just was dominant uh and that was great that was great to see not as a Yankees fan, but as a baseball right. fan. And I've been pimping the Rangers the whole time. So, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. The, the Rangers deserve their spot here. The Dodgers, for me, are the biggest ones to have slid. And I think they're – I don't know, but I, I would be surprised if they didn't slide further. I could have put them yeah. in the question mark category and been totally justified. Hey, well, guess what? <laughs> I did – Alley the question mark because <laughs> thanks for serving that one up. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
so I have the Dodgers, Cubs, Angels, Padres, Red Sox, Yankees, Marlins, Phillies. I put the Dodgers here just because, again, too much talent to be playing the way that they are. And I maintain, I think they should have torn it. Like they should have torn it down yep. after last season because I think this group has hit their ceiling. I don't think they're gonna. I don't even. I don't think they're gonna get back to the World Series this year. I don't care if they rip off a forty-game winning streak. They're not getting back to the World Series this year. I no agree. chance. It's not happening. Yep. Um, the Cubs are oddly good. <laughs> Yeah, but in the lukewarm way, it's so odd. Right, I know <laughs> it is. It is odd. Yeah, they're and the Cubs are so weird like that. They've been this way the last couple of years that it's like they'll go out and they'll rip a team to shreds, seventeen to two, but then they'll let the exact same team beat them the exact same way the next day. Yeah, like you don't know which Cubs team is showing up to the park from day to day, and that's yeah. like the definition of the question mark tier, right? Right, exactly. And yeah. so, so the Padres, um, I didn't let Mexico City sway me at all. That yeah, they have the talent; they should be in the heart tier, but because yeah. they're not performing that way, I couldn't put them there um, until they until they prove to me that they're going to win on a consistent basis. Um, the Phillies are starting to win, but. I still worry about the bullpen. Yeah, right. So there's there's that. There's that issue. And I think that will just always be attached to the Phillies like it's always attached to the Angels. Yeah. It's just the way, just the way it goes with some teams. And the Red Sox, I know, are winning right now, but for how long? Who knows? Wolf. Yeah. Yeah. So does it pain you to see the Red Sox and Yankees right next to each other like that? I mean, you're the I one did who that on these together. Did yeah, you? I did it on, yeah. <laughs> That's how mad I am. Brad, <laughs> which serves oh, up a man. perfect alley-oop into my question mark because the Yank- the the question mark category ranks are number 12 through number 19 category uh, power rankings and i put the yankees at number 19 right now okay so oh, wow. uh, for you actuaries at home that want me to be super specific there you go i am so confused i'm really angry and i am going to spank them you know, on this, on this platform, because that's the only one I have. And I'm going to let them know how disappointed I am. So they belong number 19 at the bottom of the question mark category. The D backs are astonishing me. Um, I'm confused by the Mets, the the twins. Who is Joey Gallo right now? I don't not understand vintage Joey Gallo. It's so crazy. And therefore the entire team belongs in the question mark category. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I have no idea how to explain what they're doing. I don't know how to justify the really ambivalent feelings I'm having. It's very strange. Um, but it must be the beard with Joey Gallo or something. It gives him power. There's real power in the beard, Brig. I think so. The The Mariners, to me, this is right where they belong. I totally agree with you. It's a, It's it's looking really shaky on your 2023 prediction that I yeah. totally drank the Kool-Aid on. So you, a lot of we're both going to look bad. I was shocked how many people were. Yeah. And it, and that's fine. Um, everything right. you said about the Cubs and Cleveland's baseball team, um, they, they, Tito, Tito, Tito's carrying them. Um, yeah. They have a great team. They could be doing more with it. It's the central. I don't know why they're not. It's interesting, but with yeah, the twins doing what they're doing, it's just fascinating. So, yeah. All right, hey, my thumbs down. So I've got the Giants, Reds, Rockies, Mariners, Cardinals, 
Cleveland's baseball team, the Tigers, and the Nationals. So I'm going to tell you why I have the Mariners here. It's not just the fact that they have not looked great, right? Mm-hmm. Currently sitting at 12 and 16. Yeah. Had some really ugly losses. And I, I still maintain errors are fixable. Mm-hmm. I've seen it with the team before. I saw it with the team I worked with, the, the minor league team, that they went on a stretch of like eight games where they committed at least two errors a game. But then they went on and they won the championship because they fixed the error issue. So yeah. errors are fixable. Um, bats can heat up. But yeah. the problem is, is there is a gaping hole in the starting rotation where Robbie Ray was that they have not fixed yet and seem to be refusing to fix. And there's a black hole in the lineup at the DH spot, the spot that shouldn't be a black hole. You're platooning at the DH spot. What are you doing? Yeah. Blows my mind. So until they get those two things figured out, I am not high on the Mariners right now, and I'm very upset, very angry with what's going on because there are opportunities to. There's a pitcher in Japan who could come over tomorrow and fill that hole in starting rotation, and I think should. By the by, those yep. are just my two cents on that. Um, and then there, you can, you've got guys on the roster. You can figure out that DH spot rather than platooning Tommy Listella and AJ Pollock. Wow, it's really frustrating. It's it's dumb. I don't know what's going on, but anyway, uh, Cleveland should be better than they are. I I think they should be sitting on top of the Central and should be there the entire season. Uh, but the problem is, is they had the problem, the same problem the Mariners had several years ago, is that your defense can't score runs for you. Right. You yeah. know, like they've got great defense, they've got great pitching, but that offense is borderline anemic, and you're not going to win a lot of games doing that. Until they get that offense moving, they're going to they're gonna lose a lot of games. So that's why I have Cleveland there. So you you have Cleveland, oh. Hold on. Cleveland already has five players with at least five stolen bases. Did you know that? I didn't know that, but that's why that's why I put them in the question mark yeah. category because they've got what it takes. They just haven't put been able to put it together, and they're right. sitting thirteen and fifteen right now. Yeah. So I don't know. Anyway, sorry. No, you're good. You're good. It it is weird that they're not better because they should be, but at the yeah. same time, though, like they barely won their division last year. Yeah. What's like? What's going to happen this year? I don't know. Anyway, go ahead. Let's talk about the Red Sox. Okay. The Red Sox are in my thumbs down category, but they're at the top of that. So I liked that you put them up in your question marks. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, they're currently sitting 15 and 14. And part of the reason that I put them on the bubble like this with my thumbs down is that they're going to face the Blue Jays, Phillies, and Braves coming up. And I, I really do think that we're going to figure out who they are, and I don't think they're going to hang in there with these teams. I just don't. So I'm putting my money on thumbs down with the Red Sox, which makes me warm and fuzzy a little bit inside <laughs> uh, as a Yankees fan. But as a as a baseball fan, it's it's too bad to watch a franchise like this have to go through um, a rebuild, which they're not actually doing. That's the that's the hard part. Um, I think they even. Did they send Tristan Cassis down, or has he just been sitting the bench a lot? I don't know. Uh, I saw a headline the other day, and but it's it's not looking great. Um, the Reds, the the only reason the Reds and the Royals and the Angels and the Giants and the Nationals, Tigers and Cardinals are in this category, so everybody but the Red Sox 
is only in this category because I limited my poop tier to three teams. <laughs> but I'm that you, upset. You would put the rest of those teams, you put the Angels in the poop tier? Despite no, like hovering at 500? Maybe not the Angels, but everybody else. Yeah, I definitely would. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Uh, I am so upset with the Cardinals. Like, they have. I'm not even a Cardinals fan. Um, I'm a huge fan of their ballpark, though. <laughs> so, if that's <laughs> right. if, for what it's worth, uh, and I'm a huge fan of their potential and their organization as a whole being consistent. This year is the absence of that consistency. It's the absence of, and I know that the transition of veteran leadership is going to leave a vacuum. I understand that those things happen and that you're going to have turnover and whatever. But my goodness, not this bad. Not for a team who's a perennial contender. It just feels odd and it's it's heartbreaking. It and I I that sounds melodramatic, but that's how I feel. It's just so disappointing. I mean, they're sitting at 10 and 19 as we stand right now. Um this is really bad. So this is the, I think this is the worst March and April they've had in uh, franchise history. But it makes sense. Yeah. A, yeah. Team, a, a team that's been that consistent for that long. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So I'm, so I don't know. I actually put the Cardinals in my poop tier. No, I didn't. <laughs> I thought I did. I considered <laughs> it, but I didn't. You could, you, you probably did consider it. I I seriously considered instead I have the A's, White Sox, and Royals. Yeah. Um, the A's are historically bad. Um, like oh. they're just the front office is not even trying. You know, they talk about tanking. Like I've talked about tanking in other sports before, and people are just like on like on Twitter and stuff. People are like, Well, the players have their pride, they're not gonna go out there and try to lose. It's like, no, the players are gonna go out there and try to win the best they can. But if you have minor leaguers playing in the big leagues who shouldn't be there. That is called organizational or front office tanking, and that's what is going on in Oakland right now. Yeah, because they don't care. The White Sox are weird. I don't know, like Luis Robert not running out a play that he should have beat out. Yeah, that seems like there is uh, somewhat of a mutiny going on. That's what that looks like to me. Yeah. I don't. Know if that's oh, that case, was so bad. But that could that could be the beginnings of a mutiny. Um. And then the Royals are just the Royals. Like, I don't know. They should be better, but they're just not. Like, and by better, I mean like not in the poop tier, but they're they're not. They're a bad team. The Royals, the Royals franchise loss over the span of any month in their entire history is 21 games lost. Any month on every, every, in any year ever. And they've already done that. <laughs> it's a record 21 losses in a month they they, they set the record this year yeah that's insane oh it's insane right, break tell us about your poop all right so <laughs> i agree with everything you said about the a's there i don't i don't have any idea how to justify six wins and 23 losses i have no idea and the problem is they're going to continue doing this. This is not, yeah. uh, it's not yeah. trending this way. It's not, uh, there's no anemic offense. There's no weird bullpen issue. There's no 
string of injuries to blame it on. There's, there's no other justifiable. I don't know. We can't. It makes no sense. Aside from the freaking dumpster fire that's happening in the front office and whatever yeah. else. But the White Sox, boy, when I saw that guy loaf into first base, I was like, oh, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. I thought exactly the same thing you did. Like, I don't know what uh, – what's the manager's name? I don't remember. I don't remember. It's it's his first year as a manager yeah, though, because they had. It's gonna be his last year as a manager there. <laughs> might be his last month as the manager there. It might let's be. be honest. Yeah, it could be. They're sitting eight and twenty-one. Pedro and, Griffel. Uh, Pe- Griffel. That's his name. Griffal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, they broke a ten-game losing streak, and the only way they could do it was with this wild comeback. In the ninth sort inning of, against the Rays. Yeah, yeah. it was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But t- they did it against the Rays, right? Yeah, they did. They did. Which means still. that they can play baseball. Maybe. Brig, a broken clock is right twice a day. Let's be real. I know. Like, they're still capable of playing baseball. <laughs> um, well, they should be. They have plenty of talent on that team. Tons. Yeah, I tons. don't know. Uh, they're baffling i don't know what's going on there but anyway uh before we get out of here though we forgot to do our uh, fantasy update do you mind if i do that real quick oh you should it's a good idea okay all right so this is week four matchup four let's start from the bottom this week we have devis devastation incorporated that is uh that is mike our listener participant and harrisburg charlie's that is john Mike won 535 to 339. His top performer was Christian Vasquez, and John's was K Bear Ruiz, not to be confused with his cousin, K Bert Ruiz. Or Kybert. Or Kybert. That's a Kybert Ruiz. <laughs> not Kybert. <laughs> K Bear. So, Big League Chupacabras uh, is Jewel against another fantasy team. That is Jason. Uh, they are both, they were both three and one going in oh never mind they weren't anyway uh jason won that one 551 to 438 jewel is no longer the lone undefeated everybody has lost at least at least once uh jason's top performer was nathaniel Lowe, and jules was yandy diaz they had 84 and 64 points respectively and then you've got burns turner overdrive that's tory against brig brigger mortis brig won 401 to 365 brig do you know who your top performer was no, good. Wilson Ryan Mountcastle. Mountcastle. That makes sense. Fifty-five points, and then Tory's top performer was Salvi Perez. Fifty-six points. It was a tight squeeze there until I brought in some pitching yesterday. That's what yeah. did it. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I have yet to win. Oh, and four <laughs> yeah. this week. I lost to Denise. Denise is Grace under fire. I am Julio. Think you are. Uh, 458 to 389. I was on vacation this week, though. That's my excuse. Is I didn't make any changes since like Wednesday, so that's uh, my excuse. I'm sure. not going to say it's an excuse; it's a reason, Brig. But anyway, yeah. my top performer was JT Realmuto with 68 points. Then her top performer was Sean Murphy with 50. Sean Murphy scored 27 points today. Game's still not even over. I know that because I'm going up against Denise right now, and I'm already losing 33 to 11. Because Sean Murphy has scored 27 points by 4 o'clock in the afternoon on Monday. <laughs> so crazy. Oh, no. They're playing a doubleheader today. That's how. 
I don't care. He's already hit two home runs. <laughs> Sean Murphy is throwing his name in the hat as best catcher in Major League Baseball. Yeah, he is. And A's he fans really ought to be, are like rightfully, rightful to be upset about the A's just giving him away, basically. Because they did. Yeah. It's absolutely absurd. Um, yeah, he is absolutely unreal. I'm curious what, what else he's done today to get 27 points. We've so I have, I have a couple of hits, a couple of home runs, obviously run scored six RBIs, six. 11 put outs, but those are strikeouts. Yeah. Um, still. Yeah. Good. Day That's the great for, thing about uh, having a quality catcher behind good pitching is that. Oh, the gee, Brig, um, that's only the first game of the day. <laughs> he's got another game to play this afternoon hopefully they bench him they, i don't think he'll catch that second game but yeah that's what i was just thinking they could d Honestly, they could though, dh him though i was gonna say i'd dh him though with the way he hit yeah. game one i don't think let him will but. no but let him stay hot let's just yeah. move him off the field because i've got francisco lindor playing that game he's the reason i have 11 points already so hopefully go. he'll also play in the second game Nice. But I only have three players up playing today because everybody's traveling and Denise has yeah, there's only basically a, few games a whole today. lineup. Yeah, I I need to look at my lineup because I I was neglectful this weekend to say the least. I spent hardly any time on my phone, even which I guess you know isn't really a bad thing. But nah, that's good. So yeah, I got a couple guys on the bench I can put in. I got to make some pitching changes. But anyway. Anyways, uh, baseball family, don't forget to check out Chinook Seeds. We are partnering mm. with Chinook Seed with Chinook Seedery. Head over to ChinookSeedery.com and use code BTPOD at checkout to get 10% off your order to support your mouth. In the meantime, you'll also support the show because that's another piece of the pie that we get. And if you need somewhere to put your seeds, head over to SeedSack.com. SeedSack, sorry, Seed-Sack.com. Got mine right here. Put my seeds in there. It's a perfect holder if you get those those little pouches from chinook one of those fits in the seed sack and it's outstanding it is absolutely perfect um brig why don't you tell them about where they can find us and subscribe and stuff don't forget to like subscribe rate and review the podcast wherever you're able to apple podcast is the best way to throw a rating uh in the podcast sphere if you're audio only but the best place to find us truly is on youtube we publish every day. We've got the the big show. The full uh, episode is out on YouTube. And then we break things up into highlight clips for those of you that need to consume things in bite-sized while you're getting your kids ready for school or you're on a commute or whatever it is. Um, and then we're also on YouTube Shorts, Instagram Reels, and the Tiki Taki. So you can, can, yeah, you can consume our content there as well. Don't forget to like and subscribe in those categories. And share us with your friends because uh, we want to always grow our baseball family and bring more people in. Um, those are great ways to support us. And if you're looking for one more and you want to spend 500 bucks a month, you can on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> but if you don't want to spend 500 bucks a month, you don't have to. You can spend $1 really a month or whatever. Yeah, there's all kinds of ways on Patreon to support us. And you don't have to do that if you don't want to. But we do love you. We are grateful for you. And we would not and could not be doing this without you. So thanks for all your support, however you offer it. Even if it's just a like and a share, we'll take it. Absolutely. Baseball family, thank you much. Thank you so much for joining us. We will catch you next week.